0: Yeah! Oh yeah!
1: Psh, I'm feeling it. Oh, that was, I like that. Yeah. Like a symbol.
0: Yeah, but psh, that, I think it is like it's a, call. a symbol. Right? I think it's called a symbol. It's called a symbol. <laughs> it's called a symbol. It's like a symbol. <laughs> Howdy everybody, I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Antiway. Yes it
1: is. A podcast all about movies that take extreme risks. Oh I like that. That's real good, Robert. And the reason you're saying that is because this week we're discussing Class, class Action, action park. park. Class Action Park. Park, Park. which actually is a clever title. Should I just start
0: doing it all the time? I'll say the name of the movie and you say the top five. You don't like the way we say it together? We never seem to say it
1: together. But the fact it's off, I think, adds, I know, you do that intentionally. (laughs) So you're going to say the movie and then I say what the top five is. Yeah, let's try that. We'll we'll try that next time. I don't like change. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) And the top 5 we're doing this week is, is crazy business idea movies. Mm. Crazy business idea movies. That's a little wordy. It is. There's an extra Can we just word say crazy business or cuz we want to include inventions, right? Mm. So it's not just crazy, well, that would include. Would an invention bu- be a no, business? No, you're right. I know. I, yeah, you're right. So crazy business, business movies? movies. Crazy I'm saying to get rid of the word I and the top five this week is crazy business movies. Howdy, everybody. I'm Rob. Let's take it over from the top. What was last week's top five? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Wait, first I have to cross off the word idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually did just, I like you know that. me that yeah. well enough. I'm not anal compulsive. The top five last week, of course, was most excellent movies. And Robert, we got a lot of feedback. Most excellent. Most excellent movies. Yeah. You do that better than I do. Yeah. May I share? Okay. Share? I, I'm going to share. Well, yeah. We're oh, sharing, we're oh, I sharing. thought you were talking about the Sh- singer. Oh, Sonny? Yeah. He's dead. Damn tree. Damn tree. Sweet. Okay. Uh, back, what,
0: back in a simpler time when people just died from crashing into trees. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, life was better then. Mm-hmm. Not for Sonny. Well, <laughs> well, may, well may, arguably. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, This person wrote, I have very different movies uh, that I consider excellent, although one is the same as Robert's, and she mentioned uh, Life in a Day, Mm -hmm. of course. Others were uh, Mon Uncle Antoinette. Are you familiar with that movie? I'm not. I'm not either. mon oncle Antoine. Oh, you say that with a French accent. That's good. <laughs> Midsommar? Midsommar. Yeah, that was the kind of horror, weird right, movie that came right. out this year. Again, these are most... Uh, Par- you know, I never saw Parasite. Did you see Parasite? It I won did. I best saw film. It won Best Film. Remember no, that? No, no, no. It won Best Foreign Film. Well, did it win Best Film It won too? Best Film. I love it when I get a correct U on the air. I know it got Am nominated. Am I wrong? No, it I got... I don't think it yes, won. Yes, it did. Did it win? Yeah. Yes, it did. Nineteen Seventy okay. did not win, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it did get best film. I love that you're checking right now because he doesn't believe me. He's no, like- I
0: believe you. It just... You know what it was? It was like... That's when we... Uh, that was the beginning of me truly not caring about the Oscars anymore. Yes. And just being like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking over it. Not that... Para- I like that Parasite won. I think that's good that they're doing that. Do you realize... Hold on, I'm going to stop. I'm yeah. going to go off on a jag. Do you realize that... Th- what does that mean the new oscar like uh um requirements what would that
1: mean for a movie like parasite <laughs> it kind of turns it inside out but it would be eligible to win an How, oscar why? Because, because uh 30 percent of the employees and also the movie the actors the supporting cast are of asian well, descent so uh, so okay, they're so there's, that one it's i know really i'm going off on a tangent, standards but let's they, talk about this for a second there's four different requirements that have to happen. That's right. Right? You know, it, you're doing my weekend review, right? Go ahead, though. Not weekend review, in the news. In the news. But that's okay. Let's talk about this now. Well, should we wait? Well, finish your thought, and then we'll expound on it after. Well, there's four different requirements.
0: And the, the, last, the last one is like half the, the crew, ha- like was it like 30% of the crew has to be minorities or that's something right. like that? But really, people are upset about the first requirement, which is dealing with the storyline and it's what's in front of you on screen, the actors or actresses that need to be de- depicted by minorities.
1: And show their plight. Is that true? Or I think not, something is, to that It's got to show the struggle. I believe that's in that standard. So that's, that's crazy. If Parasite was made by, let's say
0: it was made by the same director, but all of the crew was white, and everything else in the story was the same, that
1: movie would not be eligible for? From what I understand, yes, that movie would not be eligible for an Oscar. Think about that. Think about that. Well, 1917. I mean, look at that film.
0: There were no women in that movie. Yes, there
1: was one. Do you remember that scene? And oh, we yeah, felt yeah, it yeah. was necessary. Right. Yeah, inside that, right. you know, there forgot. was that one woman. And there also was an African American gentleman with near the end with the camera slowly panning on the troops. Right, do you remember right, that? Right, right. And we thought, oh, they're going out of their way to do yeah. that. Right, right. But I'm I'm giving you a hard time. But your point is very well made. That yes. I don't
0: think you could argue that the female or the black guy that's represented really make up a significant portion. Right. I mean, right. at that point, if I if I have a, a a scene showing Los Angeles and there's a black guy in the background who walks by, I go ah oh, see see see. And what do you do about a movie where the character doesn't talk?
1: Where it's I mean, good. is it not depicted? it's so silly let's talk about the great escape all white there was not one female in that movie
0: well same with lawrence of arabia yeah i've i've said it to you before jaws i mean yes there's you know you've got a few women in that but that's there's that's not a female movie right right i mean there's women in it there's uh, an opening scene there's a female who gets eaten up by the shark yeah but this is not a female move. There's no homosexuality that's talked about. There's no minorities that are talked about.
1: All right. We've gone off but the fucking deep end. We really, yeah, we have. Well, like you said, you sent me that incredible text four days ago. You said the Oscars are dead. They That's are. what you wrote. The Oscars are dead. Okay. I, anyway, well, getting we'll, back to Parasite. To so Parasite did win best film. In fact, I'm staking my reputation as a film podcaster. On that fact, twenty seventeen. I hope nah, don't do that. Nineteen seventy one cinematography, but it didn't win film. Yeah, Parasite really did. Get... She also mentioned The Third Man as a most excellent movie. Here's come again our listener who goes out of his way to mention films that I like. This he said, Deep Impact. Remember we we spoke about that once before, okay. and I think that could be a, a most excellent film. Uh, he also mentioned um, uh, Return of the King. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, you are.
0: That's the Lord know. of the Rings
1: movies. Oh, that yeah, whatever. Uh, Rocky, and he wrote because it's freaking Rocky. You can't walk away from the movie without feeling good, All right. Mr. Holland. People interpreted most excellent in different ways. We kept it very open with wiggle room intentionally. Now wait a minute. Yes, back to Parasite. That was that was twenty twenty, right?
0: That was. That well, was this year?
1: Yes. Okay, keep going. Okay, I'll keep talking. Uh, Mr. Holland's opus, when the former student shows up to play his masterpiece, I lose it, he wrote. And, of course, he ended with Spartacus. Buddy, it was Toy Story 4 that won. You're fucking with me. I love <laughs> it when you do that. I'm not naive like I used to be. That doesn't work. So it was Parasite. So Dive. you've changed? Yeah. Oh. Your whole premise is that people don't change. Ham He also said Spartacus. That's now that's nice. really yeah. good for I like the that. I am Spartacus. That indeed mm-hmm. is a really good, most excellent movie. And someone else mentioned the movie called Crossroads. Not bad music from a Karate Kid. I don't know Crossroads. I'm not familiar with Crossroads. I love Spartacus. No, no, he said Crossroads. Crossroads. Crossroads was
0: that that movie with um, oh like Kelly Clarkson, wasn't it? Oh. Or no, no, no. It was it was uh, what's her name? Uh, the crazy one who shaved her head. Britney Spears. Ah. Uh-huh. Right? Wasn't she in Crossroads?
1: Yeah, but this is just Crossroads. I say this like you now. It's just one... Hey, I love movies. (laughs) (laughs) This is just one road. It's not plural. At any rate, I love the I Am Spartacus moment. I think that's really a good, most excellent beat in a film. So we thank our listeners for writing to us.
0: Okay, I'm going to look up Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads was with Britney Spears. Oh, wait, there was another Crossroads in 1986. Mm -hmm. And also 64... And also 2016 How many
1: of these crossing roads are there?
0: I wonder if there's a cross road I know Hold on, let's pull it up Cross road 2012
1: Hmm Alright yeah. Yeah, well, no. I'm not familiar with it, but he put that down for us Yeah, his, I don't know His most excellent movie Most okay. excellent, alright So, good What? This Wait Hmm? Is... You have to do a little rhyming scheme. Oh. Remember, this week, the rhyming scheme. I'm ready for you. I got your <sighs> back, but you have to launch it. You start it off.
0: I, I'm just not one of those dudes.
1: Dudes, that's really good, dudes. That's good because we're discussing in the d- dudes. <laughs> I should have done that last week with uh, Bill and Ted. Anyway, what's in the news? Two things. Number one, we'll get to the heavy-duty one in a second, which we already alluded to earlier. But I want to say that with... Um, I love the fact that your boy Stephen was the executive producer on Yes, yes, I was the executive producer on on Bill and Ted, and there was that great article that you had sent me about how he's in the process of re-editing his three previous movies, and we were so pleasantly surprised that he helped shepherd. Uh, Bill and Ted's uh, face, Bill and Ted Face the Music and this brings up something that was quite a coincidence where we're talking about last week I was discussing Galaxy Quest and mm-hmm. in in how much I love that film and I was also noting that the director of Galaxy Quest has had a kind of a sporadic spotty career mm. he's only done very few movies with many years in between well he directed Bill and Ted's um, face the music Bill and Ted face the music so it's the same director for both I just wanted to know there's about a that. similar
0: sensibility to it it's kind of a um that tongue-in-cheek uh, how do I say it like with Galaxy Quest and it's been a while since I've seen Galaxy Quest but there is like um there's a kind of cheesiness to it and yep um not that it's poorly made right but something but, about it but there's heart
1: there's heart it's more than a wink it's more than a wink to the audience but there's heart in both of those movies yeah that's what i love about galaxy quest it's like there's that's flaws but you're
0: willing to forgive those yes flaws. and the same is true with bill and ted yes music it's yes. like yes okay but i get it and i'm gonna get on board with this i'm gonna go for the ride and if you do you're really gonna enjoy yourself
1: yeah yeah So again, it was just quite a coincidence because I was talking about Galaxy Quest, not knowing at that time last week that it was the same director who did both of those two movies. Can we back up about Steven
0: Soderbergh? Yes. You know I want to talk about him. I know. So he's re-editing three of his movies. Um, People have always been pushing him to do a sequel to Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which he's said that he's not going to do. But he is going to re-edit Kafka. Kafka. And he's been talking about re-editing Kafka for a long time now did you i'm sure you didn't see kafka i don't think anybody ever saw it i didn't so it's a look soderbergh is not always easy right that's that's what i like about him is that he can be easy he can make films that are super easy to watch oceans 11 you can watch that movie no sweat yeah like it's just you can pop in at any point you sit back eat some popcorn great and then you high flying was a high flying bird that movie yeah. that you dislike so much. That's not an easy watch.
1: Oh, I'll say.
0: And then there's other movies that are just plain out hard to watch. You know, his I, I've watched his um his TV series K Street that that's that's really rough to watch. It's just kind of like I don't I don't care about this and I'm not if I suppose if you were interested, it came out in 2004. If you were interested in in the political climate in 2004, it would have been great. Kafka is a harder to watch film. Mm-hmm. But it's good, Um, and he has been talking for years about going back to re-edit it because he felt like he didn't get it right the first time; felt like it was rushed. This is before his big break. Soderbergh is really divided in two different categories. There's kind of um, pre uh, everything up to uh, Schizopolis, which was like his first half of his career. That's right. And then other movies editing his second half of his career starts at The Limey, and that's when he starts getting a lot more adventurous and a lot more kind of aggressive and like let's let's really zoom back here and try to to reimagine how to how to do this and that's where his film career really starts to take off i think kafka is an earlier film and I think he's trying to play apply his new sensibilities to his older mm. film. And that's what's exciting about it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to try to release it as a um, as a criterion. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see the older version and the newer that's version. Interesting. And to see like how does he do this. It's going to be he is a film student's wet dream because he does stuff like this that in, most other filmmakers don't do. You know I think only the only person that I know that really actively went back and re-edited their films was um oh uh 2001 uh, Kubrick so that's the only one that I know of that actively did it.
1: And you don't put this in the same category as uh, the, the first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. when they went back to redo the explosion to make them better with all we've learned with technology. No, I you don't. You don't put that in the same and category. And I, I don't think him.
0: he does either because I think mm-hmm. he's saying, I'm not trying to hide the first version.
1: Right. I'm still giving you
0: access to that version. I'm just saying, let's try this new approach to it. And that's what I mean. that That's a re-edit. I mean, I guess Francis Ford Coppola does that with the redux of uh, – of um, Apocalypse Now and things like that. I guess there are some. Um, uh, Blade Runner did get a re-edit. You know, there there are some people that go back and re-edit some of the earlier films. But I think this is going to be drastically different. Right. right.
1: Um Because Don't that's in Close Encounters. Right. Spielberg went back for the ending about what's inside the ship. When Richard Dreyfuss goes inside the ship, and he added some additional footage. But see, I think that's like with the special edition, right? That's kind of like adding a few That's that's, That's not a significant re-edit. I agree. I agree.
0: And I think that's not what he's doing here. He's like, okay, let's reimagine this thing. Like, let's start from scratch, and let's try to completely redo the whole thing. And Soderbergh doesn't always edit linearly. And you know, look at The Limey, and that movie is. It jumps around all over the place. And I think that's what he's gonna start right. doing with Kafka. Right.
1: So Schizopolis, am I saying it right? I'm not familiar with that. Schizopolis
0: is where I fell in love with Soderbergh. And it's
1: what? it's a brilliant
0: it's crazy. It's an insane movie, but it's really funny.
1: And Full Frontal, was that the Full other frontal, one too? Yeah. Those are the three movies yeah. that he's going back and re examining. Full Frontal could probably reuse use a re edit. Yeah. 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 So there, and by the way, speaking of your boy, Steve, one last thing, let's not forget that with all that's going on on our planet right now, that he's responsible for the film Contagion. Right. I mean, look how, which is by the way, a hell of a movie. We we saw that a few months ago. Right. And uh, wow. I've always
0: said, I think that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Agreed. I think it's, it's very telling. And I think, you know, some of the things, some of the comments in the article that he was saying, I mean, reflect the seriousness of contagion and you compare what's going on with COVID and contagion. I think that's part of why we're in such a dangerous situation right now is everyone was expecting contagion. They were expecting hundreds of thousands of people dead inside of a couple of weeks. That's why there's a run on toilet tissue. Right. Right. And we've been so fed that with media, that, that idea that we're all going to die in this mass extinction and it hasn't turned out to be that even if you take the high end numbers like there are people who who argue about how many actual deaths are the result of covid whether that's less than 10,000 you know with no non contributing factors or whether you're talking about the higher number of 200,000 um as as being a direct cause in america from covid even 200,000 is manageable if we knew that number from the beginning then I think people would have not panicked as much Mm -hmm. It's tragic. You know, I'm not happy about any of that, uh, whether it's as low as 10 or as high as 200, but that's all manageable. If you were talking like tens of millions of people dying from this, that's what I think people were expecting. They were expecting like, you know, probably every third person is going to be dead. Right. And it's not like that. Right. 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 Thank goodness. But I think that's part of what's happened is, uh, Movies like Contagion have scared the shit out of us. Right. Anyway.
1: See Contagion. Okay, so that's what I wanted to share about. uh, (laughs) Just go watch Contagion. Go watch Contagion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you too will stand in line to buy toilet tissue. Let's talk about what we already broached earlier, but let's get into this. Um, my, My good buddy Eric had sent me a, a link to an article in one of the trades and i forwarded it to you of course about the oscars for inclusiveness and diversity and they have a new set of standards which is wildly complicated it's this grid with like four tiers to it i think you're more wh- why don't you tell us what that is and let's talk well about i don't have it. it in
0: front of me but there's there's four different uh, like levels And you have to, if your film is gonna win Best Picture, it has to adhere to at least two of those four requirements. Is that right? That's correct, that's correct. And the first one is like, excuse me, it has to have, I
1: think it's actors or storyline. Isn't that what it is? I'm not sure if that's number one, but okay. But all the elements, and here they are, let's just, the lead actor, also the general cast, all the supporting people in the film, have to reflect the minority breakdown within our society. Even the story and theme—this is another standard that they're putting out there—has to reflect the, the plight of of minorities. Can
0: I pause on this,
1: please? Who the fuck decides the theme? I mean, that's kind of the whole point of what sure, words
0: you should doing. be the screenwriter. Well, I mean, the screenwriter can depict the theme, and th- what's the theme of two thousand one? Right, right. What's the theme? Yeah. I mean, you're going to say it and I'm going to disagree. Why? Because yeah, it's, it's, it's art it's, and we it's, have it's the right nebulous, to disagree. It's nebulous, it's vague, it's
1: open to interpretation, it's abstract, Right. as it should be. Uh, so which is there's a good thing. no
0: room for ambiguity left anymore. Yeah, we now that? have to have everything be hit over the head.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's the part that I reacted to strongly. They also mentioned the crew, mm-hmm. the crew. And this is the part where I went ballistic. That the actual studio itself, all the employees at the studio, has to have a certain percentage of of interns and apprentices who are of minority. Also, the distribution company, often a separate entity, has to have within its employees a makeup that reflects the minority breakdown within the country. And even the publicity, if it's a separate external company, has to have a minority breakdown of of 30%. And that's now, nuts. This or is, you can't be eligible for an Oscar. For Best Picture. This is, for, I think for, for Best Picture, no. Is it, is it for any? No, it was only for oh, Best Picture. Okay, okay. Yeah, it I said, didn't know that.
0: It, and it said Best Animated, Best Foreign Film will not be held to these I standards.
1: didn't know that. I didn't know that. This is affirmative action amok hitting Hollywood.
0: So let me tell you what I think is going to happen. This is only applying for the next year and the year after that. It's two years. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to renew it after that. I think this is gonna go quietly into the night. They're gonna try as best they can to just kind of well, let's get rid of this. This is not a good idea. This is this is bad. I think it's bad for art. Trying to uh, do. How long has it taken us to realize that art by committee doesn't work? Right.
1: Right. Right. Art by committee. You often distill. You water you dilute, you dilute the intent, the original intent of the originator. Right. When you get lots of people involved in the committee, it loses that special something. This is they'll be like cookie cutter. Every it, filmmaker
0: whose career we respect, Christopher Nolan, Tarantino, all of these, Scorsese, these people that all the the film boys like masturbate over. These same guys are making films that don't adhere to a lot of these requirements. And I don't think that's what we want to see. Right? If that is what we want to see, then people would make those movies, and we would go see them, and we would say, "Yeah, that's the best picture." That's what people tried to say in you know was it nineteen seventy seven for Star Wars when Annie Hall won? People were upset, right. going, "That's fucked up. It wasn't the best picture. The best picture was Star Wars." Right.
1: Right. Okay,
0: you got a good point. So vote that way. People just didn't vote. It is a popularity contest, after all. The problem is you're saying it, the. The popularity contest. First of all, all right, wait. Let me back up. This is the most woke crowd in the world, and so now they're saying, saying the word woke. Go now ahead. now we're we're not woke enough. We have to put restrictions on it because we because we have to to we have to make it all the more like what am I trying to say? We have to put restrictions on how are we make our films so that they can adhere to the ultimate
1: wokeness. And I, uh, first of all i love that you used the word woke i love that and also that you said this is the most liberal group organization we'll name a group on, that's, perhaps on that's the planet right it's hollywood is the academy the oscars are, are so crazy. woke and aware so they're they're forcing these standards in order to be uh, it's it's and obviously, this is a direct result of BLM and then the protests and what's going on. Oh, you think? On. Yeah, I think? I'm stating the obvious here. But it's, I think it's uh, detrimental, and it's going to uh, a snuff uh, creativity. It's a step backwards, it has. like you said. The Oscars are are dead. Um, I didn't realize it's only for for a picture to be eligible for Best Film. I didn't know that. I thought it was for any Oscar. So I'm glad I'm glad you clarified that. I couldn't believe that article. I thought it was like a parody. I thought it was like I was reading the Onion. It felt that way. It, was, it, it felt did. like I was it is. Yeah. yeah. It felt like I was reading the Onion, a, a satire. It's pretty scary. It is. And it's detrimental to creativity. It's fucking it it's dumb. It's insulting to the people who make
0: No, make we'll just go the
1: way of what they tried two years ago with most popular film. Remember, that was because of Black Panther. And they, they tried that for a few months. Well, and, they've and then walked if they back resented, everything. They resented. They changed their mind on most popular film. I don't and, and these are
0: the biggest fucking pussies ever. They are. They're huge fucking pussies. And they have no backbone. So I would not be surprised if they kept it just because they're like, well, we need to make a stand at some point. Because this is going to look really bad if they walk this idea back. So I think they'll probably keep it, but they're not going to renew it. Right. right. I think they're probably like, man, we thought this was going to go well.
1: Like you've articulated. You watch,
0: mark my words, this is going to be the lowest ratings for for Oscars. Absolutely. Who's
1: going to want to watch? And you've articulated this argument before that we would have no problem if it was recommended, Mm -hmm. urged, suggested. Let's go with those words. We recommend, we urge, we suggest. Instead of making it a rule, a rule of standards. That's the part that's frightening.
0: It's not a law, right? Because this is a private organization. They can do whatever they want. But the problem is America has bought stock in this idea. We have, for better or worse, culturally, we have talked about how the Oscars represents the best film of the year. We've bought into that. And then slowly, ever since the 90s, we've kind of started unraveling that concept it's no longer the best film oh this film didn't get recognition it's an independent film we started making excuses more and more and more and now it's it's just become evident it's just obvious it's like oh no you have to play by our rules to be considered it's all right, well fuck off then this doesn't mean anything you're you are undermining your ultimate message the message was yes it's self-congratulatory because this is you know the the people who are voting is not america it's the industry insiders but we respect your art, we respect that you have those decisions to make, and you have a voice, and we want to hear what you think. We want to know what the industry insiders think is the best film of the year. And they're clearly selecting films that are adhering to this. I, arbi- it's arbitrary. It that, that doesn't... It's arbitrary because it's not the story that may need to be told. Mm.
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens. Practically yeah. now, every... I've got friends. I've heard gotten feedback, and a few people have said it's about time. This was a long time coming. This should have been done years ago.
0: For what? <laughs> well, because why? We're we we do not like movies like 1917 getting nominated.
1: Right, right. right. Why? Well, yeah. What are they afraid of? Uh, uh, because uh, we're racist. And the academy is racist. This is about people time who they're hate bending backwards.
0: It's people and who it's hate America.
1: And we have to, with all the evils that have been done for so many it's decades and decades and decades, you should bend backwards to allow other people in to play the game. That's the argument. Uh,
0: okay, let's embrace that for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Up until, you know, uh, what is it? Look who's coming to dinner or whatever it was that, uh, what's guess, guess who's Guess coming who's coming to, coming to dinner. Or, uh, up until that point, yeah, I, I think there's not been a very big black presence right. in in cinema. But can you really argue that in the past twenty years that there hasn't been a a presence of minorities within the film industry?
1: In fact, I've got a i have got aii have a chart that I've shared with some people, and it shows the breakdown that uh, that people of minority are more than represented in the last twenty years in films today than ever before. With overwhelmingly, so, overwhelmingly when it comes so. To Oscars. Yes, they showed that in the Oscars, but people you think of color, gay people, people aren't are...
0: winning for like. I mean, best costume so director. It's... You think that? I mean, look at best director. It's it's been a, a Mexican the majority of the time, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, a lot of them aren't even American. You're right. They're from right. other countries. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what does this? And mean? look what got best film last year. That's that's my look point. what got best film last year without having to be told it won on its own merit right it was organic how about that but yes i've got that chart. it shows the last 20 years that minorities have been more than represented right as winners if there's
0: a kick-ass um let's say the foreign film like from france right just just destroys comes out it's awesome but it's got it's all men it doesn't adhere to these um to to these restrictions Right? And they they were playing the French game. They're not playing the American game. The same thing as Parasite. Yeah, right? But then let's, then let's then replace... That it won't be eligible it won't be, eligible. it won't be eligible. And then they'll say, well, we couldn't accept it into the best picture category. And it wins all these other Oscars, but it doesn't win best picture. How about that? What do you think people are going to say? How about that? They're going to say your whole thing uh, is fraudulent. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Yep. So the, the, they're shooting themselves in the foot here. Right.
1: Anyway, what's next? Whew. And there you have it in the news. All right. Ugh. Good. Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. We've but got a sponsor. We do. Yeah. Who?
0: Well, we have avgearguide.com. Do tell. avgearguide.com. If you've listened to the show, you know. avgearguy.com he will transfer all of your your uh non-digital media into digital media this is negatives this is slides this is vhs tapes this is uh old home movies all of that stuff he will transfer into digital media for you so you can share it with your friends and family
1: he does it all, doesn't he? Yep. We're talking eight millimeters, sixteen millimeters, Super Eight. What? And we know him. We're both clients of his. His rates are extremely reasonable, more uh, less less expensive, more inexpensive than Costco. He's a great guy. He works with you on a one to one. We're extremely pleased. We all know that I've had over fourteen thousand slides scanned. He did a terrific job, and he's got that new machine, Terranax. You mm-hmm. familiar with this? Yes. In what, fact, what do
0: they do? I'm going to start using. You know. I'm going to send my stuff back to him to have it read. You know, I just had my stuff digitized. I know before he got this last
1: piece of equipment. I talked
0: to him yesterday, day before yesterday. And I said, Hey, I'm going to redo it. He said, I got you.
1: That's cool. He's going to hook me up. I like it. Yeah. See, another reason why he's a great guy. I said, Tarnak is there. I want to use it. he said, yeah, let's get it done. Yeah. It's a it's a piece of equipment for conversion, the state of the art, latest thing. So he's on the ball. He's terrific. And again, I'll like him on Facebook, avgearguy.com. dot and, um, and if to you mention, yeah, Taranex. I'm glad you did that, by the way. I'm glad you spoke up. Yeah. And if you mention anyway podcast, you get a discount. Yeah, you get a five percent discount. Five percent off. So go to his website. Great guy. We're real pleased with him. Good. What did you see this week? Should I do the little rhyme again? No, I already, did, nah, that, already did. Who's gonna go first? I'm gonna go first. You go first. Night Call Nurses. Oh boy. Now, this was 1972, but you Can know Can
0: we just did... start with the second movie you
1: saw no, this year? Oh, come on. I got people depending on me oh, to come boy. up with the softcore porn found on Amazon Prime. Uh 1972. This is a Roger Corman was respond this, responsible for this. You know, he this is kind of interesting, though. It was a horrible yeah. movie, but I only watched the first 13 minutes. That's all I needed to see. This was directed by a guy named Joshua Kaplan. And uh, Scorsese recommended him, mm-hmm. recommended him to Roger Corman as a director. And uh, Kaplan did a lot of these soft core B movies. But then he went on to direct The Accused and got Jodie Foster an Oscar. How mm. about that? So people have to get started somehow. I saw a film I really liked a lot, Jolene. Are you familiar with this movie? I'm familiar with the song. Yeah, I know. Dolly Parton. 2008. Jessica Chastain. Am I saying her name Yeah, Chastain. She's really something. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good. So She's like a little... was Jolene? She's a little slut in a miniskirt and heels, and it's just her adventures as she goes from one guy to another. And it's a great – it's got Chaz – what's his name? Chaz Palmineri – how do we say it Chaz. Name? Yeah, good old Chaz in it. It's got Teresa Russell, Denise Richards. So it's it's a substantial movie. Substantial for what? I don't know. But Substantial I'm, boobies? I, I'm i really taken by her. Uh, Jessica.
0: What was the uh, – did a you lot see of, Molly's Game?
1: Yeah. No, like but Molly's I know she game. was in that. Yeah. And uh, you, you saw like the that? movie. Yeah. yeah? Yeah? I like her a lot. A couple of other movies I want to mention real quickly. Uh, one is called – The numeral one, BR, which is for one bedroom, and it's the whole thing is this odd story, and it deals with cults and so on, and indoctrination, and one of us, one of us. It's a trippy little thriller horror film. And the last movie I want to mention is called I Am Mother. Are you familiar with that? No. A sci-fi Australian film, science fiction with Hilary Swank. And what's interesting is that she's an astronaut, we see her in the spacesuit, and she's also doing another series right now, uh, which they're going to start streaming, called Away, the movie Away. Hmm. So I was surprised to see Hillary Swank in this kind of this B-movie, little cheesy thing called I Am Mother, but she's always terrific in everything she does. Those are the four movies that I've seen. That's my weekend Review. All right. Well, I saw a few movies this week. Oh? First of all, I saw
0: Friday Night Lights. Oh. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Yeah. I hadn't seen it since it came out. God, it's that was, pretty good. Holds up. How, does it hold up? I mean, it's a sports movie. It's kind of what you expect. Mm, sports, yeah. Except for they don't win at the end. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're better people for it. Yeah. Can I tell you? I watched a a cheesy movie. Okay. We watched it with my my daughter, and I'd seen it before. I saw it in the theater, and I, I have to admit, when I saw it in the theater in the nineties, I, I I guess it was two thousand when it came out. I got a little choked up. I think I might have cried, and it happened again. I saw it again, and I was like,
1: <laughs> "So it holds up, and it still does." Yeah, it doesn't fall in the category of The Rock. We use that as our no. The Rock meter.
0: I mean, it's definitely cheesy, but it's one of these cheesy movies that there's a certain few moments in it where it just gets you. My dog Skip. Did you? This is a Frankie Muniz movie with Kevin I'm Bacon. I'm out of here. I'm out of here.
1: Do you know this movie? Yeah, I'm packing up. Where's that staircase? Did you... I'm going home.
0: Did you ever hear of My Dog Skip? I don't know. It's a boy and his dog kind of movie, right? I'm telling you, it, there's some stuff in it that's really good. Here's what I want to tell you about My Dog Skip. Kevin Bacon plays the father. Right, It's 1940s, right? Everybody's going off to war. Frankie Muniz gets a dog. because the next-door neighbor, played by Luke Wilson. who's like an older teenage kid. He goes off to war and you know Frankie Muniz doesn't have any friends they get him a dog and Kevin Bacon plays the father and you from the very beginning you expect okay dad's going to be a an asshole and you know and the dog's going to like really be there for him Kevin Bacon's character if you go back and you watch he does absolutely nothing wrong and he's this totally supportive father the entire way through and you could tell the son is kind of fearful of him but actually has a lot of respect for him and it's a really great example of like what a father should be to his son and i oh. i think the movie is really all about the son and his dog but uh you know Kevin Bacon's character almost kind of gets brushed aside but it's a really great depiction of being a father
1: robert could part of your renewed attraction to this film be because your daughter is a year and a half old and there's a little bit of well, association certainly. there? No, I don't think that's yeah. a mystery at all. I, yeah. I
0: definitely was looking at it from that lens. Yeah, We watched it because jo- uh, because uh, Madeline wanted to, you know, we were wanting to watch it. Madeline wanted them. to see it. Well, she wanted to watch it. She yeah. was like, oh, yeah. But she, I'm telling this is another one of those movies where she was fascinated. Was she she really? I'm fascinated that she was Mesmerized. Just like, what? You can wave a hand in front of her eyes, and as she's watched, she doesn't even doesn't even blink. Just totally fixated on what's
1: in front of I her. I love talking to you about this. And again, my, my pet question to you is, is she appreciating the sound and the colors and the movement on the screen? Or is she almost tracking this story? I don't think she's tracking this story. I think
0: this right. one was too complicated. But I, you know, Star Wars or something, I think that she could probably understand there's good guys and bad guys. Really? I bet you could probably get that. Wow. Maybe. I mean, Darth Vader looks pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. I can Just get the that. Breathing, yeah.
1: I look forward to the day when Madeline uh, will be a, a co host on our podcast. Well, you'll be she'll replace me. Yeah. She'll replace me.
0: <laughs> Another movie that I saw on September 11th. I oh. saw a September
1: 11th movie. Okay. You'll never guess. Yes, which, I will. No, you well, won't. Oh, it's not one of the three or four I'm thinking of, is it? Well, it's probably not. It's here. a okay. very popular movie.
0: And I'll you're calling you it
1: remember. a September 11th movie, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's not really... It's in... Wow. Oh. Huh. Whole movie takes place on September 11th. Oh, then it's not what I'm thinking.
0: Do tell. To be fair, September 11th, and then it goes into the September 12th. And the movie is titled... 13 hours the secret soldiers of benghazi it was september 11th
1: 2012.
0: i don't know if you ever Got saw yeah, 13 it was, hours or good. not that was good um uh, uh, no it was it, it was a bruckheimer movie and uh. i don't normally go in for these movies but i remember seeing a the theater going this is pretty good and I watched it again and going, this is pretty good. Now, at the end, it does start getting really cheesy where the soldiers are, you know, it's like the last act where they're, it's like the final standoff, you know, and they're getting shelled everywhere. And they're, now you have all these slow motion shots where people are standing up and they're taking their helmets off in the middle of a fucking combat zone. because, And they're like, I'm just so hot and sweaty. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yes, yes. So it's kind of like, all right, well, I just kind of have to roll my eyes. But there's some really good stuff leading up to it um you know it's obviously a true story depicting the um the ambassador who came over to benghazi and was on this diplomatic mission and while he was there a lot of the people in benghazi they they stormed the compound that he was in and they set fire to the building to try to kill they did kill him and there was a nearby cia base that went to try to rescue them and then they got caught up in the whole thing and Everybody in all of Benghazi basically followed them back to the CIA base, and they had to stand and hold tight for 13 hours waiting to be rescued. So it's really the story of the CIA agents who went to try to save the ambassador. It's a really, really good movie up until the last 20 minutes, I guess.
1: Yeah, got cheesy. I love the way he called it a September 11th movie. That that was very good. You got me on that. Yeah, you got me on that. Nice. Nice. And yeah. that's what you saw. Yeah. And that's our Week in review.
0: All right. Gonna do yeah. some uh Class Action Lawsuit. And Robert Class Action Park, rather.
1: There you go. Yes. And Robert talk us through it. Class Action Park is
0: a documentary film streaming on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It's not on HBO, right? No, it's it's not. on HBO that's Max. That's right,
1: that's right. There's a difference.
0: And this is a documentary that uh, follows. <laughs> a park a a a theme park in new jersey called action park that's right this is back in the 1970s and primarily the 80s that's right known for being incredibly dangerous multiple people died thousands got injured and people went anyway and it was a a place where you could go on all sorts of different rides that might potentially maim (gasps) or kill you broken bones,
1: a lot of bu- missing teeth. Right. And uh and and death for yeah. some people. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think so about So what this? did you think? Me? I'm yeah. going first. Yeah. I I'm really curious about this movie, okay. Robert. And again, as our listeners know, we make a concerted effort to not discuss our, our our primary take on the film before we start recording, and I like this documentary a lot. I did. too. Oh. Yeah, I liked it. Too bad. I think it's more fun when we disagree. I didn't like it. I hated it. There you go. There you go. I think this was really well made. Yeah. I think this was a solid, well, and by the way, great use of animation. Mm -hmm. That was really clever. It all worked. And I want to say, too, you know, I'm obsessed with titles. This was a cool title. Mm -hmm. It was a play on words with a double meaning. Class. It was called, the actual park is called Action Park. So you class action park because of the lawsuits, class right. action lawsuits. So it's a clever title and breaking it down with the three acts and where the first part is, of course, where we get the background mm-hmm. on, on Uncle Gene and what a character he was with the stock market and all his shenanigans. The whole middle part act was the park itself. And then, of course, the third act, Act 3, was the after effect. all oh, the lawsuits and the death, and it gets more somber. There's a shift in tone yeah. in this film in Act 3. I'll tell you that. I really enjoyed this. I think this is a solid, well-made documentary.
0: I Everything you just said is absolutely correct. What I really liked about the movie is that I, I'm really glad they went through each individual ride and kind of let me know, S- here's what was so dangerous about it. Here's what happened. S- here's rumors of like, oh, yeah, we heard about this person and that person that was really interesting to me because if they didn't do that i'd be frustrated i'd be going can you tell me more about the park like what actually happened and i i really like that they did that and they started with okay let's i mean just like you would in in a actual theme park you would go to each land right you go to disneyland you go to the frontier land you go to space spaceland or whatever the what is the future tomorrow whatever it is mm-hmm. um here you go to Tomorrowland. the Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, thank you. You go to the water the water area, then the motor area. That's right. And, and then you go to the alpine That's right. area. That's... That's exactly what the documentary did. Lo- us,
1: yes, 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 yes. You're so right. I love how it was divided into the water park and then there's a the motor world. Right. Listen to these names. Just listen to these names of these rides. I was were you laughing? Yeah. In the middle of the movie, I'm laughing out loud. Yeah. at just the names of the cannonball something you can relate to. The loop was Mm -hmm. another ride name. The the ball, it's on tracks. There's the super speed slider. There's the Tarzan swing. The Tarzan swing where you're on a... Which um, is basically a a ski rope that you just... (laughs) You you, let go. You grab the handle and just
0: swing out over a stream.
1: There's there's the Roaring Springs. There's the Colorado River ride. Uh, there's the speedboats, and then across the street on the other side of the highway that divides the park, you've got Motor World. That's got those cars, and it also has the it has the battle tanks. The battle tanks, which actually shot out tennis balls, which also were drenched in kerosene. No 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 no. no wait, so one guy that was, did that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and the alpine slide. Listen to these names in the whole middle, this large act two of this documentary. I'm laughing out loud at these outrageous ideas that were not really tested, or they were tested, but not by the wrong people, by so employees.
0: one of the themes in this movie, talking about themes, that did come up that I was really drawn to was this idea of growing up in the 80s and how that age bracket was the last age bracket to really kind of be left alone. That's right. And That's I right. think that there's some real truth to that. Absolutely. Because I grew up in that era. And I, I could feel the shift by the time I was you know, in high school. It wasn't like that. Kids weren't being left alone anymore like that. And they're certainly not now to the same extent that they were in the 1980s. I grew up in Tennessee. And I grew up in, in Knoxville. Right outside Knoxville, there's, a, um, there's two towns that are neighboring towns. And it's filled with these kind of tourist trap theme parks like this but it's all run by hillbillies towns are pigeon Forge and gatlinburg it's where dollywood is located Mm. and at the time in the 80s dollywood was it was like it was called silver dollar city it was before dollywood really became a thing and so all of the stuff was uh all of these these towns were were populated with these tiny little theme parks and they were taking their cue from places like action park i think i mentioned this on the podcast was it last week or a couple of weeks ago that there was one called scream and demon where it was a water slide that was out of concrete and you had a little mat that you would use and if you fell off the mat it would just skin you up and the the water was water turning was pink color yeah. yeah and and action park alluded to that that, that was yes. the same kind of yes. thing that you would yes. see there people yeah. would go get you know, abrasion like spray on them, whatever.
1: Make cure grown,
0: yeah. I remember, uh, distinctly, I remember going through Pigeon Forge and seeing the tanks that they're talking about. That was one of the things that you could do is they had these tanks and they would shoot tennis balls at each other. And I was like, that is so awesome. I wanted to do it so badly and then they got rid of it. And then they had they had boat tanks. I remember that too, where you were in a little boat
1: and you would shoot Tennis balls at each other. It was fucking crazy. You know, by the way, I want to say that obviously the issues were a lack of training of the personnel the support staff. Right. And a lot of weed and a lot of sex and all that stuff was was going, it, it, on, yeah. you know, going on simultaneously. But there was a sense of nostalgia. And I was looking forward to asking you if we had the same take on this. I think that there was something. It was almost romanticizing. came really romanticizing the 80s because of taking... Personal responsibility, and you know what? You take the consequences. Yeah. And there's something about that that I really embrace, and I thought it was kind of a celebration. And they were talking about the kids would ride their bikes, go late at night and stuff, and skin your knee and get fucked up. They go, and the parents were cool. Everything was cool about it. And even the guy, what was it? Uncle Gene? Gene the who, the person, the shyster, and he was a shyster in the stock market. And he came up with a lot of schemes. Remember with the insurance company, nice. and he fabricated a fake insurance company just to get rid of all these stupid people. So what if the kid died? So he was not a great guy, but there was something romanticizing about that dynamic about you take responsibility. So what you get caught up, you lose a couple of teeth. You went down that slide. We didn't force you. And there was that one great quote, this one guy who was interviewed and he compared it to the fire festival. I love this thing where he yeah. said the fire festival. Well, that was bullshit. They give you a cheese sandwich. And you know what? I nodded in agreement yeah. that they gave you a fucking cheese sandwich, but here was kind of the real deal. Even with the consequences and there was something about that that I could embrace. Well, with
0: the fire Festival, you're promised so much. Yes. You're promised this yes. life of luxury, yes. and that's not what you're getting. Yeah. Here, you're promised danger. Yeah. And that's what you And getting. that's exactly what you got. Yeah. And I think these people enjoyed themselves. I think they really liked it. You know, you, you look at all the people, they're smiling ear to ear. And I think that's part of the fun. I mean, it's a badge of honor to do that. They
1: got bruises. Come on, pussy. That was in the documentary. They'll yeah. no, be jump on. Come on, pussy. What are you, Pussy. And there's also, I read this, and again, I formulated my own opinions. And I read this in one of the reviews too that New Jersey has a certain bravado. Mm-hmm. There's the fist pounding on the chest, you know? And I think that's a, it's a generalization. Yeah. But I think there's truth to that. It's very, only in New Jersey, you know? They're going go do your pussy. And I, I get that. But I also was responding to that era of the, the 80s. And you know, fuck the law. Just do it. And go have a blast. And it was almost romanticizing that era, even though people were it's dying. It's so funny to hear you that say sounds, this because you I, you I am a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you I had on trouble the Tarzan walking up the swing. <laughs> would have been like, I, I don't know. Is this gonna hold me? <laughs> Well, I would go to that park just to take pictures of my friends. I wouldn't actually go on the rides. <laughs> right. But my God, the one sequence of the film where they they showed that with all the bruises that they'd spray that it was called Mercurochrome. That was something of the antiseptic, mm-hmm. and they'd mix it with alcohol. Re- remember the circle in white, and they actually to stay in that circle, but you they got a were prize screaming. If you can stay in the circle, yes, because they were screaming. It really hurt. They'd spray that, and it was a badge of honor. Yeah. It was a badge of honor to walk out of that hospital and show. The like orange, right? Yeah. That orange on your on your arm. I That's think it was iodine arm. and alcohol. Yes, yeah. yes. That's I,
0: funny. I,
1: it's I I get that, and I kind of celebrate that. And I'm a pussy, but I I I found it almost romanticizing that era. And there's something healthy about suffer the consequences. It was before this age of lawsuits. I get it, even though people died. I think the problem is that.
0: It's things like Action Park that were, it was before the the era of lawsuits, but it was right when the technology was getting good enough that people were really starting to get hurt. You know, before then, you know, it's kind of like early cars didn't go 120 miles an hour. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like you, if you got into a car accident, it was kind of like, oh, you're going 30 miles an hour. Somebody might've gotten hurt, but nobody died. And then they start getting faster and faster and faster. And then it's kind of like, we need to have some control here. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what was happening with theme parks is they were, like, it's a small world. You just sit in the boat and you just watch the little, right, you know, the animatronics. And now it's kind of like, no, no, we're going to fucking, we're going to get crazy here.
1: The and, loop, the loop. And that's, a, that's wa- it's some... a water slide. That's fucking nuts. Now, I remember The, Matt, the loop you... is just a water slide it. that
0: goes down a hill, down a mountain. And
1: then. You're on a mat. I think you're on a. Or are
0: you? No, on a you're mat? not. You're crossing okay, your yes, arms. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. And then you just go <laughs> in a loop. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I remember, geez, in the late '70s, Magic Mountain bought had the rev. It's called the Revolution, mm-hmm. and that I was in awe of that. It was a roller coaster, and it literally went in a loop all the way upside down. And that was like one of the first to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by that, and I did go on it even though I can be a pussy. But I also remember, let me just share this with you. I'm fascinated with rides. And I had this idea with a good buddy of mine that you're in your car, you're in your automobile, and it's called the Auto Loop Roller Coaster. You're going to love this. And you get the warning signs. You must accelerate 70 miles an hour. Do not take your foot off your gas pedal no matter what. You know where this is going. Yeah. You're driving, driving, driving. 70 miles an hour. Do not let go. Do not let go. Do not let go. And you go in a loop all the way in your car. In your car, all the way upside down. Complete the circle. to go down. Can you imagine? No, Can I cannot. imagine going 70 miles an hour that you literally go upside down and you complete the loop? I was concerned about lawsuits and stuff. I thought it was a nifty idea for a ride. It never came to fruition. First of all, most well. people would not be able to hold on to the <laughs> I know, I know. And
0: second of all, <laughs> like you're assuming that the weight distribution of every car is the same. So Leave
1: it to you to be so pragmatic. Anyway, <laughs> it made me smile the whole act two of this documentary with all the rides, just the names. That's why I want to rattle off the names of these water mm. rides. That I found myself smiling. And laughing, and the the giddiness, even though it was irresponsible as hell. And he, Uncle Gene, like that one lady said, that he's 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 the shit. He's a sh- shitty guy to have done what he did, responsible for people missing teeth, getting uh, uh, your arms and broken bones, and death. Well, but there was still a celebration of the nostalgia that I was experiencing. I think film.
0: part of uh, uh, part of it was you know you were talking before about the uh, the revolution. Yeah. You know and. And this movie really it depicts the culture of New Jersey in an accurate way. And it kind of talked about how, you know, some of the people who are rich and wealthy, they're going to they might go to Disney World or they might go to the Hamptons or something like that. These are people who can't afford it. These are the blue-collar people. And it even says, like, you know how when you're at the pool and there's that one asshole who's like, yes. Hey, we should get up here on the on the second floor and do something that's not a really good idea. All of those people went to class action park at the same time and it's like oh that's a bad idea like just having one of those around you is bad but when they're egging each other on yeah somebody's gonna get hurt somebody's gonna really get fucked up and the fact that their equipment isn't in good condition seems like fun though some of the alpine stuff i don't know if you've ever seen there's there's people on youtube that will there's some really cool alpine parks like those little alpine sleds. In like the in the Alps uh, and in in Swiss Alps and things like that, and they're some of them are beautiful. They're really really cool looking, and they force you to slow down. They'll, they'll the tracks will start to go uphill so that you can't lose control. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they'll start to kind of they'll put hills in it so you have to slow down. But um, some of them are just gorgeous. People take their GoPros up there and just go on these little alpine rides, and that seems like so much fun to me.
1: This one not so much. Action Park's Alpine Rides seems scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that shift in tone when we went into Act Three of the documentary about the uh, the deaths and so on. I was, like that was they an depicted abrupt shift. It, it
0: was. And I like that they depicted it in that way. They they showed the anger of this mom who yes. what thirty nine years later or whatever yeah. it is, she's still super fucking pissed. And I don't I don't blame her. Of course. You know, I get that. But at the same time it's kind of what you're saying, which is take some responsibility there's I mean, the kid said wanted that. to go there and it, this this shit unfortunately happens and yes action park
1: should be to blame but shouldn't a smidgen of that go on the kid absolutely well we're so litigious our society is right. very litigious oriented uh, that yes I, I believe in personal responsibility and choices choices you make choices well let me ask so, you a
0: question do you think uh, really you're gonna say something funny and you should but uh, really answer this question if there is a a girl who goes running in a like a, a short out, a, a skimpy outfit in central park late at night is that her fault oh
1: is there a portion of that yeah, that's her right fault? i was going to respond with humor and say yeah uh, what time does she run <laughs> <laughs> i thought you said it was humor no. oh ah no. so is it her fault no it's that old cliche argument about is she uh partly responsible for being provocative and bringing it on what do you think? I think intellectually, I'm, I think it was what your, your scenario is. I think that there's a, a, it was a factor. I think it's a, it's an element. It's a factor, but we can't blame her for the, for the rape, right? Even though it's not black and white. There's a gray area there for me where I think that, well, she wasn't smart. She made a bad decision. She didn't deserve to be raped. It was still wrong, and the rapist is to blame. But there's an element there where she kind of— well, she is female, fra- though, right? You're oh, saying she didn't deserve to be raped. She, she. <laughs> I know I'm being wishy-washy, and I'm playing it in a gray area right mm-hmm. now. But I—I, I, it's not an absolute that there's an element where she chose to do what she did, but obviously she didn't deserve to be raped.
0: And so would you apply the same thing here for Class Action Park?
1: Well, there you go. And and again, even though I'm telling you that I I, I, I celebrate the nostalgia and there's something really cool and healthy about the 80s and about personal responsibility, and you just do it and suffer the consequences. At the same time, I do feel that Uncle Gene should have been sued for the deaths he was responsible for. Now, I'm putting the word responsible in italics. I mean, I'm questioning that word, that... Uh, do you think okay the ride should have been tested there should be a a, a governing board and there is such an amusement park uh, I'm sure there is yeah yeah. and they go around to Magic Mountain they make sure that all these are built well and stuff like that they didn't hear to any of that stuff so I think that Uncle Gene is irresponsible
0: do you think that we have this primitive someone has to pay kind of instinct like someone has you're saying somebody has to be responsible Gene is responsible we always want to blame I know. somebody. I know. I and know. was it only Gene? No. I mean, there were other people who were investors in this too. Why is Ab- Gene yeah. the guy He's that's... He's the figurehead. He's right. the figurehead. And it's the same with Trump. Like we want to take right. down right. Trump right. as opposed to the whole government establishment or the, the GOP or the Democratic Party or whatever it is. Like we want to blame one person. Right. Yeah, you know, We want to blame in our, our city government. We want to blame the mayor, not the city council. Right. Or the
1: electors who put the city council members in. It's a symbol. Yeah. It's it's a symbol. But we do have this. We talked about this once before. I think that humankind has a profound need to point a finger and blame. Mm -hmm. There's something human about that. Mm. This is your fault. You made this happen. And that was even some of the the frustration with Princess Diana, with what happened in Paris. You know, we need—well, whose fault— fault and sometimes i do believe sometimes shit happens sometimes and it's hard to really pinpoint well was the limo driver going too fast i you're hearing all these different theories but i think that there's part of being a psychological need to say you you made this happen yeah and i think that's and i of- don't buy into that i look at things i look at the whole what yeah. we ought to say no i think you're right i yeah. think there's
0: i think that's part of the problem here with trying to blame uncle gene right And maybe, sure, Gene has some responsibility here. I'm not trying to get him out of the hot water, but is it all Gene's responsibility? No. What about these negligent kids who are not doing their job and not really paying attention to people who are drowning in front of them? Right. Because they're high or they're, you know. By by kids,
1: you mean the employees, right? The kids who work at the park, right? Right. Some of them were 14 years old on these rides. I know, I know. High school students and high and. Distracted or not.
0: Not there, just right. not doing their job. Right, right. Answering to a seventeen-year-old who doesn't really know how to manage. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of people that are at at play here for responsibility. The construction workers who may have cut corners. I mean, there's all sorts of people that we could be blaming, yep. but we want to blame Gene. the person
1: who designed the rides. Right. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I like this film. I like a movie a lot. I, I liked it. This is one of the, the stronger documentaries we've absolutely, seen in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I say one other thing about it that I really like? Please. It's not long. This is a 90 minutes? Sh- uh, not even. I think it's a yeah. little shorter than that. It's a short, fast, fun documentary, just like the rides.
1: Just like the rides. Yeah. I love that. You know, I did have one issue with this. And I. No, you I didn't. I let's like... move on. What'd you got? <laughs> the very, very end, uh, the end, beat the final scenes were we're seeing the sons, the dead sons, mm-hmm. the grave, and I thought, I felt that was heavy-handed, and I thought, well, no, that's not what this documentary was really about, or was it?
0: You know, I liked it.
1: Oh, you did. You liked I, that as the final. I was going to bring it up that's one of my money shots. Wow,
0: because I felt like they they were respectful enough to give this grieving mother the last word. I felt like she should have the last word. And you know, just out of respect. Oh. I mean, she was really angry. And Well, now
1: she is one of my money shots. Yeah, Her being interviewed, the, the talking head of her, was really powerful to me. And that is a money shot, she so I'm not discounting pissed. that. I know, and I love that. But I just felt that the last scene showing the grave, I thought, well, to me it felt heavy-handed. Is that really what this film is about? Mm.
0: I want to say something do you <clears throat> carrying around that much hatred for 40 mm. years yeah and probably to her grave she's going to carry the same kind of level of hatred
1: Whew. yeah yeah
0: that's that's a lot i mean i get that you're not going to be happy with these people but this does not seem to it seems to have happened last week she's still angry about it you know like that kind of anger she hasn't let it go she's
1: it's going to sound so corny i hope that the making of this documentary will help her in the healing process yeah and again it's unnatural. not that she should be happy oh, right it's, but it's unnatural to see the death of your child obviously right. it's not supposed to go that way but you're right she's it's in her gut for so many years and you wonder you'd like to suggest she get over it and move well not get over it but move on yeah not get over it but just it's time accept, to move it. On, accept it, accept yeah. it, embrace it, and move on with your life. And she has another son, so what the hell? Yeah, right? Yeah, get over it. The air and the spare. The, the spare. Money shots. I told you mine.
0: I think it was the, yeah. the last kind of overhead and drone shot of them at the grave. Yeah. So yeah. stay with me. That's
1: interesting. That's interesting. That was my one ex- I gotta say- exception to that. What? What? What?
0: Go ahead and say your money shot because I want to ask you a question before we get to anti wave.
1: Okay, okay. I had two and there's I already mentioned this other one about the in the infirmary, the hospital, the white circle. There's yeah. something about that that was so the texturing, the powerfulness of this detail and to stay in that circle where they're spraying you with that antiseptic and it it hurts like fuck. And that they would want to jump out of the circle and jump. ah! But instead, that's like a badge of honor. There's something about that that just went home with me. The other thing is uh, is the mother and the brother talking about who they lost. Mm. And it was a talking head moment. And it was real powerful. Those are my two money shots. What were you going to ask? If I could wave a magic wand and you,
0: I, I could guarantee you that you would not be seriously injured love this. Which ride
1: oh. you most want to ride? Okay, I have my whole list here. Yeah. So... Um, I know which one I would want to ride. Okay. You're guaranteeing I will not lose a limb or a teeth. Yeah. That now, you might gonna, get bumped up. I might get bumped. You might get I I scratched. Get, I might get some black and blue marks. But Maybe, I'll, but, but nothing serious. but nothing serious. Nothing will be uh, dislocated. Um, there's something for me about... I'm looking at the list right now. The Loop... In its simplicity, of it surprises you, doesn't wow. it? Wow. It's so, it's so fucking weird to go upside down in that loop. Just wait, just a minute. Battle Tanks Alpine Slide. You're gonna say the Alpine Slide, aren't you? No. You're I not?
0: Wouldn't. I, although that's up there. Yeah,
1: yeah. That'd probably be like number two or three on my yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the speedboats looked like fun. Yeah, they did. The ball, we were on that track. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> fucking crazy. crazy. <laughs> I thought we just said that together. I was laughing out loud, Robert, by That's, myself. I, was I going, had a smile on my face going, my God. It?
0: That was nuts. Um, That's uh, probably the craziest ride that they yeah, had.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, probably if I was at this park, I would just want to s- s- smoke weed and go into that shack <laughs> and, you know, fuck Finger some girls. of the girls. Yeah. figure girls. That's probably where I'd want to be. But if you're forcing me on a ride, I'm probably surprising you by saying the loop. There's something just wow. up. There. You're, you're surprised you're that. I, I like the Colorado River. I, I would have picked the Colorado. Colorado river. I, I, yeah, for me, being it was was that an artificial rapid yeah. right where they put in the the fans churning yeah. up the water? No, that was the We're, kayak. That's right. Yeah. we electrocuted. Someone. <laughs> that's crazy. But the Roaring Rapids one would be a lot of. Wait, you know what? I think I'd want the Roaring Rapids first. I'll put the loop number two. The I don't I think the you don't think I go in the loop at all. One, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I. What's, What's your number the, one? What's your Colorado Rapids? That's, that's what, what you mean. just yeah. said. That. Is this movie anti-wave? Number one, it was a documentary. Okay. Okay, but I do want to say, suggesting why it's not anti-wave, and like I mentioned earlier, it's got three acts, mm-hmm. and it's really clear. The whole background with this Uncle Gene and what a shyster that showed how he he built the world's largest snow machine at the beginning. That this guy was into tinkering inventions, stock market, he did a little shady thing. We got the whole background thing. Like I said, all of Act 2, the largest act as it should be, of course, was all about the park itself. And then Act 3. The effects that this had on people, and showing the death and, and lawsuits and so on. So this suggests it's not an anti-wave film, the way it was laid out.
0: But it does start to have this animation sprinkled in throughout, mm. like
1: unconventional
0: ways to depict the 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 stuff you're that right. was happening back. You're then. right,
1: but it's still not. You're going to have a low number, aren't you? Who's the main character? Is Uncle Gene the main character? I love the way you got me to shut up. Look how I'm because it's I don't not have an answer for Uncle
0: Gene. I mean it wow, is the It's park, about the park. The park. The park. But the is, park the is,
1: pro- is the park human? The park is the protagonist. Does the park win at the end? <laughs> Does no. the park get what it, the park what it dies wants? at the end? <laughs> I don't know. Uncle I Gene think is not the be... be... it's the park. The park is the
0: if anything, Uncle Gene is the antagonist.
1: But the antagonist created the protagonist. Well, yeah. I mean, certainly. Let's go, go back to Star Wars for that one. I mean. You're right. You're right. That's real interesting. Usually I break it down with who's the protagonist. I didn't do that this well, week. This I first used my own question. I, back I, I at love you. that. I love that.
0: I'm going to argue this is actually a little bit more. Yeah, but anyway, you're still
1: going to come in at 4.5, aren't you?
0: I'm going to say like six, six or six and a half. It's not wildly so. But I think there is a little bit more of an anti-wave edge here.
1: I, I, I got well, just admit, the topic,
0: right? Yes, just the
1: topic is about and the fact that it's kind of
0: supportive and- of this attitude as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think you know we've said before sometimes we've refrained from giving movies like a perfect anti-wave score because something right, just right, felt right. a little more. You know, you couldn't put a finger on it and this just feels a little more anti-wave to to me but not so much that it's i mean there's something kind of conventional about it even though it's not but it does
1: have an edge the very know. subject matter of the yeah. documentary is anti-wave i like what you're saying about the animation and so on and there's no clear protagonist as we say the part that's int- so you're mm, i'm still under 5 though we're almost the same area you're you're more at 6 yeah and i think i'm at 4.7 okay <laughs> I really like this movie. Yeah, me too. It was really good. Cool. Go check out Class Action Park. Ira. Yeah.
0: Who died this week. Gotta
1: tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. We lost the following people in the entertainment industry. Uh, Jerry Menzel, 82-year-old Czechoslovakian director and actor and screenwriter, and I want to say that he won an Oscar. Aww. So even though he's Czechoslovakian, he did it for uh, his, his film. Got the, By the way, they don't call it Best foreign film anymore. There you go again. Politically, it's called international film. They should That's start how they calling it the name.
0: Uh, best film that does not <laughs> adhere to our crazy pants criterion.
1: I want to say that. Um, So, at any rate, he he won an Oscar for closely watched trains. I remember hearing about that film, a foreign film. We lost Kevin Dobson. That name was familiar to me. 77-year-old American, kind of a character actor, was in Kojak, Knotts Landing, but was also in Midway, the first one, Mm -hmm. not the recent uh, remake. We lost David Chatsworthy, 60-year-old South African actor. And uh, he was in the movie District Nine, which I really liked. I liked District Nine too. I've liked District Nine, so he had a part in that film. Sir Ronald Haywood, eighty-five-year-old South African-born British screenwriter. This guy wrote The Pianist, which I still got confused with the piano. You said
0: Haywood, Haywood Jablome, and The Pianist, and we didn't make a a joke (laughs) about it.
1: I always got the piano mixed up with the pianist. Uh, he wrote The Dresser, so you can see like, okay, he's got a similar theme going here. And he wrote The Diving Bell, The Butterfly. He's an Oscar winner in 2003. How about that? He's dead. Stevie Lee, 54-year-old American professional wrestler. He was a, a midget is the wrong word, isn't it? I'm not supposed to say midget. Dwarf? No, it's the right word, Ira. <laughs> anyway, He was so, a what? He was really short. And he was in Jackass uh, 3D. Not anymore, he's dead. Richard A. Smith, 95 year old American film. This guy, this guy was an executive, the CEO of General Cinema Corporation. Robert, when I used to go to films in the late 60s and 70s, GCC, General Cinema Corporation, I love their logo. You may not be familiar with this because of the slight difference in our age, but the GCC uh, it was the, the side of a movie projector. And you saw the film going—is that really I familiar think it, to yeah. you? I you lo- saw the film going yes! The thing? Yes, yeah. yes. This guy was the head honcho of General Cinema Corporation. And I also want to say that he really pushed for THX sound in his theaters. So how about that? He was the first to really get them, THX. He wow. was a proponent of that. And he was 95 year old, five years old. It's really cool that you know that logo. I love that you don't. You know, logo. can I just say, please? This, uh,
0: this part of the show is really interesting to me because we hear about so many different filmmakers that were very. Um, I mean, this is a filmmaker who you don't hear about typically, but he was profound in yes. the movie going experience. W- you know, that's like, why you, I during to THX? Him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah.
1: That's why I include even film critics and publicists and people like that in the whole... Yeah, the shitty people. <laughs> <filming>. <laughs> I love that you remember that logo of General Cinema Corporation. And the music mm-hmm. dude, is a little catchy tune when you see the, the-, the thread going through the... With the noise... <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, Barry Scott, 65-year-old <laughs> American actor. He was in Ernest Goes to Jail, and he was also a voiceover artist. And that was
0: my favorite Ernest movie. Was it?
1: Yeah. Was it really? It's actually pretty funny. Ah, well, yeah, Barry's dead. Uh, Coroner's Corner Silver Spotlight Award. Now, listen, I was going to go give it to Dick Van Dyke because he died. And Chitty- Dick Van Dyke? Chitty- yeah, Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty, Bang Bang, and his TV show. We all love him, and he's gone. I he-
0: thought he died before.
1: Oh, is it Really? He died I, he, he died multiple times. I, Walt Disney brought him back so he could die again. But I want to wax... Froze his head? Yeah. Froze his yeah. brain? Yeah, just like Walt. Mm-hmm. But I want to wax poetically on this for a moment, if I may. Okay. This one hurts. Uh-oh. This one hurts. We're talking Emma Peel, Diana Rigg. Mm. Diana Rigg from The Avengers. 82-year-old Hot. English actors. Now, listen. Yes. From The Avengers, and I remember... Oh, first of all, I want to say that as a... Before what? you go... Yes. Over
0: or under... How many times did you jerk off to her? Yeah, I know. Her?
1: Over 1,000 or under 1,000? 1, Probably 1,012. I have okay. it in my notes. Okay. But every American teenage boy was jerking off to her in the, 60s. In the late 60s. Because okay. in the Avengers, where she was Mrs. Peel, at, you know, she was in scantily clad in the leather outfit and did karate and held a gun and so on. And I want to say to you that that was before female empowerment Instead, you had a really cool lady doing all the stuff, and she was a spy. And it was before they said, yeah, women's power, female empowerment. Instead, it was more organic and natural without being labeled as such. Well, Ira,
0: there there is women's power, but also women are simultaneously being oppressed.
1: Don't you get it? I loved her in the Avengers. I want to say that she also did film, and that's why I'm allowed to include her in the coroner's corner. She was Mrs. James Bond in, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, that was not with Sean Connery. That was with George Lazenby, and he was on Australia. He did that, that one was the movie. One, yeah, that the was one the, one, the one that he did. And I love the music, the John Barry score. There was a unique theme to that. I play it over and over again. And I want to just say one more, that in the Avengers, she left the show, and they built it into the uh, episode. And I remember watching it on a Friday night. And this stayed with me and so much. And cry masturbating? You know, at the same time. And she says goodbye to Steed. And there was a platonic, almost romantic platonic connection between them. And she, they thanked each other. They smiled. And they kissed on the lips. They kissed on the lips, which was suggesting, wow, there's a little more Proceed to this. Lips? <laughs> You're ruining my very emotional, waxing, poetic moment. I God, I hope so. <laughs> and she walked down the stairs when she said goodbye to uh, Patrick uh, um, McNee. And her replacement, Tara King, is going up the stairs. They pass each other on the staircase. And Diana Rigg said to Tara King, Bitch. Said was, he likes his tea stirred anticlockwise. And that's the last line. And she goes down. She gets in her sports car. And we see Steve looking out the window as she drives off. Now... (laughs) Stay with me. What
0: was the reason for her in the show? I never saw the show. I'd seen clips and things like that. What was the reason in the show for her leaving?
1: Oh, in the real life, she wanted more money. Uh, Sure, but in the show. She did what? Oh, I I have the answer to that. She wanted more money. (laughs) money. Her husband husband was found alive. She was married, but they thought that the husband died in a plane crash in in South America. And they showed the newspaper clipping about um, uh, husband found alive and Steed is looking at it. He knows that she has to leave him and go to her husband. So he was found alive after all, and she wants to go and be with her husband instead. That's the justification. In South America? I don't know.
0: Why didn't the husband come
1: back? You're, mis- you're reading too much into this. Okay. I also want to say that um, that she did a lot of Broadway, and I would love to have seen this. Only two years ago, in my fair lady on Broadway, she was uh, Mrs. Higgins, uh, Henry Higgins' mother. So at any rate, I would love to have seen that. She's dead. (laughs) Want to play a game? We have a game? We have a game. Game time. Ira, Mm. real or unreal? I like this one.
0: All right. It's been a while since we played this game. So if we have any new listeners, here's the premise of the game. Producer Joey has created uh, a list of movies. Yes. Some of which are real, Mm -hmm. some of which are unreal. And so our job is to figure out, is this a real movie or is it? Unreal, a Real R E E. There really we agree. go. You know, you
1: always get that in. Okay, okay. So the first movie, we're gonna hear a title and a brief synopsis. Yep. First movie, Glowworms, a documentary
0: about the community of Winona, Minnesota, Winona, Minnesota, who sued the RTP company, manufacturer of philosophical of, I'm sorry, phosphorescent pigments, after chemicals leaked into their groundwater and caused. The local flora and fauna to glow do you remember glow worms glowworms is a toy in the eighties it was they were like these little toys that would like glow in the dark. They were like a teddy bear, but they were like a big they were probably you know as big as a teddy bear, but they glowed, and they were worms well it's
1: also an an insect, isn't yeah. it yeah, and it's also a song glow little glow i glow okay, sorry. Is this real well, or unreal? I'm tr- I'm thinking about producer Joey and how she's. Uh, it's a clever title. Am I going first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to surprise you and say that your wife made it up. I think she made it up too. Oh, I. think – I don't know why this. Just I just feels... feel she she producer Joey, you made it up, didn't you? All ya? right, let's find let's out. It. All right, it, this movie is fake. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like what she does because she gives me little links that I click on, and that one was uh, a link to the Wikipedia article on the word fake that's great she's <laughs> she's very clever how she comes up with like how she tells me she sent that's me before, really clever like she sent me before a a, a link to a fishing rod yeah it'll be like a
1: real she's I get it yeah. yeah yeah, it's little things from me. I like that yeah that's why you married her yeah um okay, so far it's one to nothing we're
0: winning. Capernum? Is am, am I saying that right, Producer Joey? How do I say that? Capernum. Yeah. Okay, Capernum. While serving a five-year sentence for a violent crime, a twelve-year-old boy sues his parents for their neglect. Capernum.
1: I don't know what that word. Oh, means. I'm getting the theme. By the way, okay. Yeah. About What's lawsuits. the theme? Yeah. Oh, Lawsuits. Yeah, okay. Um, what does that title mean? What was word? C
0: A P E. R N A U M. I was going to say
1: Google it, but then it might come up as a movie, so we can't. That's, uh... I'm on the fence. I'm going to say real. I'm going to say real because that's a. I think she would have picked a different title. I agree with your thinking completely. I'm jumping on board and saying real. And besides, we're a team. Yeah. It's you and me against your wife. Yeah. Go. All right. And that movie is real. Yeah. Caper. Oh, it's a foreign film. what does that mean, Capernaum?
0: Let's look that up. Plants, You're looking aren't... that up? Yeah, go ahead and talk while you
1: look. W- what up. am I to talk about? Can I talk about Diana Rig? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that incredible last scene. Mm mm Stayed with me. I'll all right, it, I'm done. No, but you you really know how to how to fill <laughs> a I could dab dance. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So Capernaum is a noun, an ancient site in northern Israel, on the Sea of Galilee all right so it's okay
1: hey all i know is we beat your wife it scores two to nothing all right number three say cheese a man is made notorious
0: after a news drone catches him in an embarrassing act and he sues the government
1: for his right to privacy say cheese it's a great title (laughs) it is it didn't embarrass it say it's it'd be better if he was a cheese like oh if he door-to-door
0: yeah 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 something like that is, that such a, is there a job that's a door-to-door cheese man? No,
1: no. Um, you go first. I want to hear what you say on this You're going to copy me. No, I you copy me a lot. Go ahead. I copy you, yeah, you please. Do. You want to copy <laughs> Do you hear yeah. Producer Joey laughing in the other room? You do. You copy me. You want to be like me. <laughs> You're right. Or you want to cop a feel. It's like one or the other.
0: Uh, I'm going to say not real. I'm going to say this is uh, this is not a real one. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going to
1: say it's fake and I'm not copying you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I, th- I think th- I think she probably was rushed and I think she could have come up with a better title. Let's see. It is, oh, uh, I got rickrolled.
1: Do you know what rickrolling is? You're teaching me a new term. Rick you Roll- don't
0: know rickrolling? Can you hear that? What do
1: you, I mean, did you that what
0: what the fuck had just happened? That was a we got rickrolled. So <laughs> never going to give you up. Uh, oh I know that song Yeah that's when when you. It's as Rick Astley When you get Rick Rolled That's when people Send you a link And you click that link And it
1: goes to that Oh so you just Rick Rolled me. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the worst part of the show I'm enjoying it
0: All right, So Say Cheese Wait was, what's the score? unreal th- three, Or 3-0 3, oh. three nothing, As yeah. it should be Yeah Yeah Number what what? Was it 4 or 5 Whatever number this is Four. The Castle Four. A family fights city hall after being told they need to leave their home so the so the airport can use their land. The castle
1: what man's think? home is a castle. We right, need to get that? One. Yeah, this is a great podcast right here. <laughs> Fake? I think it's real. It's real? I knew we were going to disagree because I don't want to copy you.
0: <laughs>
1: you can't copy me when you go first. That's a good point. All right.
0: But wait, when we split though, It's real! I think I've seen this. Is this an Australian film? Yeah, see, this is... Australia. I think I've seen it. Oh. Yeah, The Castle. All right, so you got got it. All right. Now, wait a minute. This last one... Yeah? I I
1: think producer Joey fucked up. Because it's a movie we've seen and we've talked about. I, so. I like it when that happens. But yes. I could be wrong. Right? You could be wrong, because she could be, like, intentionally well, just
0: The description because I glanced at the description. I didn't read it, but I glanced at it. Let's hear it. Bananas. Oh. Now we know bananas exist, but I just glanced at the description, but I don't remember this happening in the movie. Banana workers sued Dole because they continued to use banned pesticides that caused sterility of their um, bananas. that's, That's not what happened to bananas. Woody Allen went
1: down to was It's it possible Cuba? there are two movies with the same title. Right. So now. So it's not the Woody Allen movie. Is mm-hmm. it? No. It's not the Woody Allen movie. No. No, I don't think so. So there's another movie called Bananas. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I am too. So she didn't fuck up. But do you yeah. think that she knew about the, about oh. the Woody Allen movie? Let's ask Because if her. she knew yeah.
0: about the Woody Allen movie, well, then, she, then it would be, she wouldn't pick that title.
1: Or would she? She's diabolical. Oh, fuck! You're right.
0: I mean, do you think she would do that if she was like um, Indiana Jones, <laughs> but has nothing to do with uh, you know Harrison Ford's character? Just a guy, a guy in Indiana
1: who's like Mr. Jones. Hi, I'm Steve Jones. Okay, you're, you're raising an interesting point, but I want to go back to that, and I think I think I'm going to say real. You're not. You could have two movies with the same title. I'm gonna go Unreal. You are, and then
0: it's we're either gonna tie, and You're beat right. my wife, or or one of us is gonna be the clear
1: winner, or I'm gonna win. Well, oh, I can't lose. You can I can't okay, lose. Well, the worst I can do is against, tie. Okay, but it's us against your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's also so, us against each other. Is it? Yeah. Is, well, bo- I'm is it both? You. It's both. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: It is real. Bananas is a 2009 Swedish documentary.
1: Hmm. Wow. I think I got that right. You got that right. So now So we tied. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? And we beat your wife. Yeah. yeah. We beat her up. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna do some top five? Top five and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is what, Ira? Well, we got rid of the word idea, so we modified it. So now it's just crazy business movies. Yeah. Crazy business movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No real discussion about defining our terms. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear and you want to go first or sure, I'll go go first. five with your number five my number five first.
0: is a movie from 1989 we've talked about but not in a long time and it's about a guy who's out of business and um he sprouts another head coming out of his neck and winds up it affects his job profoundly and this head is really really good at advertising And he works in the advertising industry. Do you remember 1989's How to Get Ahead in Advertising? Vaguely. (laughs) It's a crazy film. Uh, But it does help him become very good at the advertising business. And it's also, he
1: has two heads. That's good. (laughs) That's good. You know, usually we do our scoops at the end. But Mm -hmm. there's one that really I've been wrestling with Mm. for two days. Me too. that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if we've been wrestling with the same one. Mm. What is it? It's not in my top five, but I want to mention it now anyway. What? It's the movie Steve Jobs. Huh. Now this is interesting. Is it a crazy biz- first of all, it's a great movie. I really like that film. Danny Boyle and um, you know Sorkin wrote the screenplay. Okay. Yeah. So is it a is it a crazy because it was already Apple was already established, yeah. but he was still and I was wondering, I could see you. Well, I don't know if I should have included that one or not. What's your good feeling on that? You can see why I was vastly. I would say is, no.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say no. And let me, can I tell you mine? Please. The same thing I've been having the same wrestling yeah. with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my, my extra scoop here is Office Space from 1999 because he doesn't really start a business. Yeah. He basically just rejects working. He's like, I'm yeah. not going to yeah. work. And I'm like, that's not really a business idea, yeah, yeah. But it is a business movie, and I felt like I'm not sure if that goes or not. Okay,
1: so both my my Steve Jobs and your Office Space will not be included. Okay, by definition, agreed. All right. yeah. my number five, Class Action Park.
0: Oh, my number four is uh, Steve Jobs. By the
1: way, ah. yeah. <laughs> Class I Action Park. Class yeah, I decide yes. Yeah, I really like this documentary uh, for all the reasons we already discussed. That's my number five. Okay. My number
0: four is from nineteen ninety-four. This is a movie I don't think we've talked about. Cohen
1: brothers are great. Yeah. Um,
0: have you ever seen Hudsucker Proxy?
1: No. It's one of the escaped me. I sure know of it. I never saw it. And the the premise is that
0: there's a guy, Tim Robbins, who and has this crazy new invention called the Hula Hoop. And everyone's like, this is an idiotic invention. No one's ever going to buy this. You know, of course it's set in like the 1930s or 40s or whatever. And they're like, but, but they needed, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's the movie? The producers where they need to come up with a bad business model. right? And they do that with him. They're like, this is an awful idea. And they give him a bunch of money and it works out for them. You know, it winds up becoming a, a really big seller. Anyway, Huntsucker Proxy is a, it's an underrated yeah, Cullen Brothers movie. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. It's a fun one. Check it out. That's nice. I should see it. Mm
1: -hmm. My number four crazy business movie is... Fire, F-Y-R-E. Oh. Now, there were two of them. We discussed this. We critiqued one of them. The one I, well, I only saw one of the two. I know you saw both. And uh, mine was the greatest uh, party uh, to have never happened, right? And that was the one that was on Netflix as opposed to the one on Hulu, which is called Fire Festival. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is 2019, and it was just a really good documentary. And that indeed was a crazy business movie. It's a sham Mm -hmm. with cheese sandwiches. With cheese sandwiches. That's my number four. My um, number three
0: is from 2016. And it stars Miles Teller. Do you remember Miles? He was the drummer from Whiplash. Ah, You saw Whiplash. Of course. And Jonah Hill. Yes. They were in a movie called War Dogs. And this is a... It's a movie where Jonah Hill uh, needs help selling guns to Russia. He's like an he basically finds this loophole where he can sell guns on the internet at these like, just crazy like he's selling American surplus weapons to foreign buyers. It's it's a really insane it's based on a true story. Um and he just kind of starts to lose his mind. But it's a crazy business idea. And at the time it was legal, but then they started doing more and more illegal stuff. Uh nuts. Job and of course they wind up getting in way over their head.
1: That's nice. Yeah, another movie I should say. That's on uh, HBO Max as well. Got it. Yeah, what Are you we got? G- we're gonna overlap. We're not. We're not gonna overlap. I think we're gonna overlap we're gonna, on one. I, I think we spoke about my number three. I think we spoke about it. I'm not so much a fan of Greg Kinnear, but he was really, really good in this movie, Flash of Genius. Oh yeah, it was the, the windshield wiper. windshield wiper. Yes, that crossed
0: my mind. Did it really?
1: Yeah. And I, this was 2008. Uh, intermittent windshield wipers. Yeah. And it was it, the, the, his whole thing, and he was invented it and lawsuits, and uh, his, he, it was his character versus Ford Motor Company, mm-hmm. and it was just a good movie. Yeah. He was terrific in that film, Flash of Genius. That's my 2008 crazy business movie. That crossed your mind, huh?
0: It did. Yeah. Yeah. My number two is a movie. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but oh my goodness, you've got to see it. It's really strong, some great acting. From 2010, The Company Men. Have you seen this? No. So it's got an all star cast Chris Cooper, um, oh, uh, 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 his na- uh, from Goodwill Hunting, not Matt Damon, but the other one. What's his name? Ben Affleck is in it. Um, uh, Kevin Costner is in it. They play these business executives that post 2008 are like their company is being downsized. It's being dismantled. And these are people who have basically dedicated their lives to this company. And now they're kind of left without a job. What do they do? And it's a very realistic depiction of these men that are kind of like their, their identity is their job and they're struggling with their family. You know, how do I, how do I put food on the table? And, and, um, my, you know, their pride is wrapped up with their work and huh. just watching their lives start to kind of unravel. And then how do they get out of it? You know, how do they start to create new businesses that are going to, going to work? And a lot of them start trying to create a whole new business, but the business isn't there. It's a really interesting depiction of, um, of middle-aged men and the identity that's linked to their jobs. Also shot by our boy.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Steven? Mm. Oh, wait.
0: Wait, Steven. Soderbergh. No, no, no. Oh, who's that's, our who's our No, boy? that's that's our director. Oh, our director. Uh, shot by our um uh, uh, Roger Deacons.
1: He's our boy. Yeah. He's our boy.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> My number two? I I like making producer Joey laugh. I like I like it when she well, laughs. When
1: we hear just a little you know, sticker it's, from it's the back. It's not often. It's yeah, rare, and that makes it more powerful. I know. That yeah. makes it all the more powerful yeah. when she laughs. Fucking Ternanica. We don't need her laughs. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, my number... We're not playing the the year game. Oh, okay. you? I want to start yeah. doing that with you. Number two, crazy business movie, mm-hmm. The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. That was... 2019 You got it, 2019. uh This was a really good. Remember, we talked yeah. about this two years ago, right? And um, I think you liked it a little more than th- I, I did. I think I did too. Yeah. yeah. Did I? I liked it, but I think you liked it a little bit more. What was the name? Like a Theranos? Theranos. That yeah. was the name of the company with the, and that's the blood. That's still in machine. the
0: news. Like just still kind of coming up. I think. I don't think they've completely settled all really? the lawsuits. Yeah.
1: Really? You know, it's soon to be a major motion picture mm-hmm. starring what's her name? Mm-hmm. Lawrence. What's her name? Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lawrence. Uh, I like this documentary a lot, and I thought this was a good candidate for my number two choice crazy business movie, The Inventor. All right. Well, my number one. Yes. We're not overlapping. I think we've got to overlap. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You're number one. Well, just a second. Ira, is your number one a movie with two words? Open title with two words. Yeah, one of them's the. Oh. No. Well, then that means that you went to. Well. Okay then, I you know what you did. You broke my heart just now. Yeah. Well, either you did one or two things. What? Well, this means you went to the founder. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? What Primer. Was the other? Primer. No, is a and I, one too. I was. You know me, and I wrestle with that thinking. Is that a business movie? No. My number one is okay. Thank You for
0: Smoking. That's not, I'm not fucking with you. Although that is one of my scoops. No, The Founder, 2016. Ira, how could you leave me down? I know. Let me down. I know. I mean, the movie's incredible, and it is crazy business.
1: You don't think that's crazy business? Of course I do, and it's out here on my scoop, and I vacillated putting it in, and I know I'd let you down. God, your daughter's going to replace me any day now.
0: (laughs) Well, she likes movies. Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) All right, what's your number one? That'd be funny to have her here as a guest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if she'd sit still long enough. What's your number one? What do you got? Risky business. Mm, okay. Risky business. That's and I was a good one. hoping you were going to put that down. I should have put founder. F- founder is a scoop for me, but I put risky business as my number one. Nineteen eighty. Oh, play the game. Nineteen eighty. Eighty six. No. Three. Three. Nineteen eighty three. Uh, it was Tom Cruise. Oh, that's right. Because Top Gun was like eighty six or eighty seven. Yeah. This so is a breakout break role. Yeah. This was. This is a breakout role. Rebecca De Mornay and the whole thing about turning your house. Your parents' house into a house of prostitution while mm-hmm. the folks were out of town. I thought, well, there's your crazy business movie. Yeah. My number one, Risky Business. Okay. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Scoops. Uh, well, I already mentioned Thank You for Smoking,
0: which is a really... I, have you seen Thank You for Smoking? Yeah. You'd like it. Yes. Yeah. I really want you to see The Company Men. Right. I think you'd like that movie a lot. I think you'd appreciate it
1: some of my scoops I have primer I have the founder mm-hmm. sorry I let you down on that one uh, I already mentioned Steve Jobs and do you remember the movie Tucker the man and his dreams yeah. about the the car when what I was, a, that was when
0: I was a kid I was I was in seventh grade and that movie had come out like a year or two earlier and uh my social studies teacher looked exactly like the the guy especially in the poster and he went to the video store and they were like this looks just like you, and they made him take a poster of the of Tucker home, and so he was like, "I'll just put it up in my classroom." Your teacher looked like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, so he had the, but especially in that picture, yeah, like the yeah, poster, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. kind of like staring off in the distance, and and so we had all year we had this giant Tucker poster hanging up in our social studies room, and I remember everyone asking like, "Why, why do we have that?" And he told us that story. It was very weird and surreal, so it always just kind of stuck in my head. Whenever I think of Tucker, I think of that. Odd it was, and story. it was a good movie, yeah. too. It was a good movie. Yeah, it so was.
1: Those are our five. Good. Hey, we nice. did it. We did it. What are we going to do? <sighs> what are we doing? Well, first of all, I'm going to go downstairs. Oh, <laughs> what? Besides that. If
0: people have top five, what should they do? They should reach out to us. How? Where? Through our email. Which is Robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Oh.
1: Or and or slash uh, Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram.
0: Our handle there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert?
1: Just like the broken
0: teeth at Class Action Park. Yes, we are. That was good. I love the way
1: you do that. You type back in. Okay. Um, You can find us on, on where? On Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, just go to our website Throw us a few bucks Over at Patreon Help keep the Sprocket holes moving Ira Yes Two things Number
0: one We're now on iHeartRadio I didn't tell you this But we are now On iHeartRadio So you, yeah, got you got us on there as you well You mentioned yes, uh, Spotify so add all that, that. that to my list Sure yeah, I can mention that And two Next week Yeah what are we doing Next week Next week What movie oh. are we going to watch Oh
1: yeah Oh boy Here oh, we go ho, 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 ho. I can't wait to go home And watch it now oh. Cuties 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 Very timely on the concert Do you think it'll still be Up the Netflix by the time I get home I don't know they're, they're certainly talking about it, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so
0: we'll find out if that highly movie... controversial movie yep so we'll uh, we'll watch that and we'll come back and we'll talk about Cuties oh yeah so uh, we'll we'll watch it and then potentially cancel our Netflix subscriptions <laughs> Ira let's give producer Jerry a round of applause yeah great job <clears throat> intern Annika for uh, helping out what, what did
1: she do she interned, interned. She, she did yeah she turned and oh, she, she turned in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right thought about that yeah it does <laughs> all right so until next time keep watching movies. and we'll
1: help you sort them out come on pussy you jump on come on pussy what are you pussy